Are you saying that if a woman refuses to submit or does not feel like submitting and she can speak in tongues, she's not filled with the I spirit? I don't think you are filled with the spirit. Is there now? See, the problem is we now see... <laughs> and you have not, you've not seen that before. But that's a, that's a train of thought. I, I get. I, I'm about, seeing it for the first it's time. It's not now. about speaking in tongues. I've said it before. The gifts of the Spirit can be faked. The gift of the Spirit can be copied. But the fruit cannot. Submission is a virtue. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Men of David, reaching you from the studios of Kingdom World Radio, the gospel radio that helps you know Christ and live by his truth. Now, if this is your first time joining us on Men of David, Men of David is a program where men gather to discuss issues affecting them, learn how to deal with their challenges, and become better versions of themselves. So now, Men of David, we are looking at a very important topic, and that is the subject matter of submission. Now, if you are wondering what in consign man and submission, I'll tell you why. The submission a woman brings is given to the man. And that means the man has a duty to handle that submission. Today, we are looking at how should the man of David handle the responsibility, the burden, the power of submission given to him by his wife. That's what we are looking at today. Now, you can join this conversation if you connect with us on social media. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is at the KW Radio. You can equally join by sending us mail to radio at pastor.ng. I will introduce my guests and we'll get into the core of this discussion after this short time. Please stay tuned. My name is Ifan Yuchuku Diyumoke. Welcome back. You are still listening to Men of David on Kingdom World Radio. To do justice to this subject matter of shouldering the responsibility of submission, I'm joined by two married men. They've been married for years, and of course, they have experience about submission. In fact, in the previous episode of Men of David, we talked about this subject matter of submission, and then I reasoned that they have to come back. Let's finish this discussion. And this time around, we want to look at how should a Christian man, how should a man of David, behave, act, respond to the submission given to him by his wife. My two guests are Pastor Udu Okemote. Pastor Okemote, thank you for joining us on Men of David. Thank you. For, uh, if I should okay. That's how you introduce yourself. <laughs> Good to be here again. Thank you. Welcome. And then I'm also joined by uh, brother, Mr. Felix Okechuku. I don't know what I should say, brother, I'll be Mr. But yeah, brother and Mr. too. Felix, okay. Thank you for joining us. Anyone, whichever way you address me. Okay. Brother, brother Felix, okay. Mr. Felix, okay. That's my name. Thank you. Thank you for having me around. Welcome. I'd like us to start um, this subject by spending just more time to go back to this subject matter of submission. Let's keep everybody up to speed. Bring everybody up to speed by revisiting the subject matter of submission. Um, Mr. Felix, 
what do you understand by submission? When is a wife said to have submitted to his husband, her husband? Okay. Okay, submission, submission, submission. This is an interesting topic. Submission in a home. Well, uh, I think we, we may just have to take it, which is actually where we need to take it from, from the church, from the way the church submits to Christ. And that, in, if you remember our last topic, that's actually where we took it from. How, how, as in taking it from how the church submits to Christ. Yes. Uh-huh. So, the issue of submission, as we all know, um, it, it, you know, it, it's different from the way the world define their submission or do their submission. Okay. Jesus said something uh, somewhere in the scriptures. I said that you do not lord it over to your subject. Yeah. The way the world do this. So, so we are talking about submission here as Christ, as the church submits to Christ. We find out that the church, God has called the church. God called the church, you know, the men and the women that that's the body of Christ, and gave them assignments and gave them things to do. But for us to have order in life, Jesus said, Look, this is your order, this is your assignment, this is your responsibility. Let it come, route it through me. Take instruction from me. Listen to me. Do it the way I ask you to do it. Even though the Bible says that this earth he has given to the sons of men. See, the Bible said that the heavens are the heavens of the Lord. Yeah. But the earth he has given to the sons of men. Yes, Christ has given us, us authority as men to operate on the earth. But yet he still expects us, wants us, commands us to route that authority, that our responsibility through him by listening to him, by taking instruction from him. So we are talking about how, you, because that's the question. Yes. How should a Christian a, man... A, 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 a Christian woman, right? Yes, how should a Christian woman submit to her husband? Okay. A, a Christian woman submits her husband this way, by taking her own, permit me to use the word, her own authority in the home. Because there are things, there are, there are responsibilities meant for her. There are things that are, that are her core duties in the house. It's for the Christian woman to take those her responsibilities, to take her own everything, and they route it through the man and listen to the man. The same way the, whole, the church listens to Christ. The same way the, the church takes instruction from, the, from, from Christ, who is the head. The woman in the house, the same way, with her knowledge, with her education, with her everything, she route it through the husband, and they take instruction from the husband and listen to the husband. For me, I think that is that is basically how this submission thing starts. Should start for a Christian woman. Pastor Kevin, please, how do you define submission? When is a Christian woman said to have submitted? Okay, um, like uh, my brother said, we looked at this before. Uh, let me read, uh, I'll read the scripture for us because the truth is no normal Christian should argue with scripture. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No normal Christian. No normal Christian. That, that, that is fine. Uh, 
that's the preacher or the person throwing the scripture to us is twisting the scripture but no normal christian when a scripture is presented should argue with scripture so at least like to talk with scripture because you just tend to silence <laughs> the voice of the accusers. Yeah, I remember that day you were. You say we have to go back to the scripture. <laughs> yeah. I will say one thing. You say we are going back to the. <laughs> yeah, because I, that, that that okay. So let's let's see Ephesians chapter five, and I would want to read from. Actually, it's quite a long read, but let me start from verse eighteen, and I will read through <laughs> verse twenty-three. Now the Bible says, "And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation." but be filled with the Spirit. In verse 19, it says, speaking to one another in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. Now listen to this. And be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Um... In verse 23, it now says, Wives, be subject to your own husbands as the Lord. It says, For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the Savior of the Holy, of the whole, um, the, he himself being the Savior of the body. Now, please bear that in mind. Then, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, you see, but I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is, is the man, and the head of Christ is God. So, if we go from down up from this scripture, you see that the head of Christ is God, the head of the woman, the head of the man is Christ, then the head of the woman is is the man. Now that is the order. Sorry, you say if we go from down up. From down up. Now from up, up down, down is like this. If you read that First Corinthians 11, 3, you say, I want you to realize that the head of the man is Christ. Mm. Now, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of the man, and the head of Christ is God. Mm. So, if we arrange this properly, you see God at the top, yeah. Christ, then the man, then you now see the woman at the bottom. I don't know if you understand. Mm. Good. So, if you go from down up, the, the uh, you take orders like this, from down up. God doesn't take order from the man. He gives order to the man. Right? Okay. Mm. The father doesn't take order from Christ. When Jesus was on earth, he says, I see my father or whatever he sees, that is what I, I do. do. Do you understand? Yes. Now, so, for, you can't talk about submission when order has not been established. So, order must be established. You must establish order. If there is no order, submission will be difficult. So, if you go to, if you go to Romans chapter 13, you know, people talk about, people argue about uh, what uh, should be my responsibility my responsibility as a Christian to the government and all that. You also see order there in uh, Romans uh, chapter 13, right? So for you to effectively define submission, we must first understand order. We must understand order. I was speaking on radio yesterday. 
talking about the responsibility. I've been doing a series on the local church. So we got into the responsibility of the pastor. And I made it clear that, see, there is order. You might be um, his senior. You might have more certificates than him, more educated than him. But he's a, he's a pastor and he's a pastor. If you can't sit under him, then don't call him your pastor. There's no point calling him your pastor. If you are not going to respect him, then don't call him your pastor. Because that is the order. And there's something about God. He will never bypass order. He will never. Anyone who goes against constitutional order is going against God. Anyone who yeah, goes yeah, against biblical order is going against God. That's true. So even when the angels brought messages, you know, the angels would bring a message to, for example, they brought a message to the uh, mother of, um, before she became the mother, that's the wife of Manoah, that's the mother of Samson. The angel at the time was talking to her, but you discover that, listen, these people understand order at the time, you have to stop talking to that woman and start talking to the man. Hmm. Even with respect to the mother of Jesus at the time, First, the angel met Mary. Joseph was there. You know, by the time they stopped talking to Mary and started talking to Jesus. Yeah, when he said, take the light and go to Egypt. Yeah. Good. So, you must, for you to define or put submission in its pro proper perspective, you must understand order. And that's why I brought that order from Ephesians chapter 5. Now, having explained that, having explained that, if you read that Ephesians chapter 5 very well, you know, I learned from somebody that, and that has helped me a lot, that most times as Christians, we just take a contest. We take contest out of contest. <laughs> Do you understand? Mm. Yeah. We, we just go, we take a verse, sorry, we take a verse out of contest. And it's not supposed to be, you're going to enjoy yourself reading the Bible like that. There's a line of thought in that Ephesians chapter 5. What's the line of thought from verse 18? It says, And do not be drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. A proof of being filled with the Spirit is submission. That's the line of thought there. I say that if a woman refuses to submit or does not feel like submitting and she can speak in tongues, she's not filled with the Spirit. I don't think you are filled with the Spirit. Is there now? You see, the problem is we now see, <laughs> and you have not you've not seen that before. But that's a, that's a train of thought. I, I get. I'm seeing it for the first it's time. It's not now. about speaking in tongues. I've said it before. The gifts of the spirit can be faked. The gifts of the spirit can be copied, but the fruit cannot. Submission is a virtue. Submission is a virtue. So when you see. If you see the line of thought here, do not be drunk with wine, because that is his vision. It now says in verse 19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and all that. The line of thought continues. It says, and be subject to one another in the fear of God. Let me tell you the truth. I've looked at submission, because when we talk of submission, first, you have to be subject to one another. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you understand. Yes, sir. Yes, if I there are times I should drop my will to pick, to, to pick up your will. There are times I should drop my argument to see your to get your own point of view on the matter. Now talking about brothers now. You know, sometimes we just we you know I've discovered that a lot of people want to win an argument and lose a friend. 
<laughs> yeah. But it's not supposed to be. Yeah, it's not supposed to be. So sometimes people just want to lose and they want to win an argument and lose a friend. No, the truth is if you understand the spirit of submission, right? You will you you are not you are not going to have your way all the time. Do you understand? Especially mm-hmm. there are matters that you just are, the Bible will call them uh, they, are, they are not weightier matters. matters. So such things you don't have to dissipate your energy and lose a friend because you are trying to win an argument. So the truth is this, if you look at that verse 5, you now went to why be subject to your own husbands. So submission is not what you can, uh, is not what you do by your strength. It's what you are empowered to do by the help of the Holy Spirit. You don't do it by your strength. No natural man can submit. It's not true submission. No natural man. Because we will see in the case of Jesus from Philippians chapter 2 that he submitted, not because he was strong, but because he was empowered by the Spirit. No natural man can submit. It's not possible. Hmm. I, I think, I've, I haven't heard this part of submission being our overflow, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is man of, men of David. I think one day you have to go to sisters, um, <laughs> Sarah's Sarah kids, because, no, we need to hear this. Truth. <laughs> of course, I know there are some of them that is dropped into our conversation. They will hear this part. But thank you very much for that um, clarification. There are different... We'll get to some of the points you raise in the course of your submission as we progress in this conversation. Now, when a woman submits, um, Bro Felix talked about the fact that she's going to lay down her, her will. everything. Yeah, is laid, laying down your will to pick up the will of another. So in this case, in this case, the woman has an opinion but the husband also have an opinion. So she keeps now, even if she thinks her opinion is right and, you know, she thinks it will work and all that, but because of that order, that's why I established earlier order, yes. she will order. deliberately keep her opinion somewhere and pick the opinion of the, uh, the, the husband. husband. So Jesus will, you know, keep his will, drop his will somewhere and take up the will of the Father. That's why I established that order that Christ, God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the man and the man is the head of the woman. So, irrespective of his will, Jesus on earth, he will have to say, not my will, but yes, your will. So, he had a will. So, in submission, the woman has a will. The woman has a point. The woman has an opinion. But she would deliberately Right, drop her own opinion and pick that of the husband. I think everybody requires the grace of God to be able to submit. That's why I of said, you, if you're uh, not filled with spirit, uh, because imagine you have an opinion, and judging by every standard, is actually it stands. It's better than what the man is presenting. You have to drop it to follow other. This this submission thing. Sorry to cut in. This submission is a Christian thing. No, it doesn't work in the world, as an out there. It's difficult to walk. Like we're talking about the spirit, not having the spirit. This is not what you'll be telling an average woman there, maybe a professor, and her husband is not. Maybe she's richer than the husband, and the husband is not as rich as she is. And you are telling her to submit. Like Pastor Kemote said, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if the spirit does not help you, this submission thing is, is a Christian thing. And that is why... Christian 
couple, Christian woman, women, should take it serious, and Christian men too. This is, this is that, that, that's why the families, Christian families, should take it serious. It's our thing. Um, I think we all should just go. Okay, me especially should go and pray for the grace of God because I know about, I'm not a wife, but I know I have to submit in some sense. And then if submission if submission comes with this amount of requirements, it generally requires the grace of God for anybody to truly submit the way God says it. We have spent our time defining submission. I think we would leave this part for Sarah Skinza. Let's get to now. If a man is going to carry this amount of load. Well, a full-fledged woman who has been living her life for maybe for the first 25 years of her life, making her money, making her decision, advancing her career, suddenly marries you. She now says, carry me, go away, anywhere they go. That kind of uh, thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, how is a Christian man supposed to handle that amount of power yielded to him? Bro Felix. Okay. How a Christian a Christian man should handle that amount of power yielded to him when a woman truly submits. Okay, I think for the Christian man, the Christian man should also now see it as a responsibility too. Yes, she, he should see it as a responsibility because this woman, like we've all said, probably in her twenties, let's just start from her twenties has known many things of her life, been educated, probably, mm. you know, yeah. from, her, from her own opinion. Yes. Things, probably by then, know where God is leading him. Possibly leading she's her. even an eldest sister, guiding guys. Yes. And now you are telling her to, as a Christian woman, submit to your husband. And she eventually does that and submit it to you as the man. You, the man, should see it as a responsible. Oh, I've carried an egg. As an example, now, a crate of egg has been handed over to me. And if it crashes, remember, is that woman's um, will and everything that she has submitted to you? So we are, we are, the question is, how, will a, how should a Christian man handle it? Yes. First, it starts with prayer. Like I said, it's a responsibility. He has to pray about it. He has to pray for God to give him wisdom on how not to dash the hope of that woman. That's the first thing, prayer. Then secondly, he should also come in. Come in to help the woman. Because in the home, as an example, a woman that has submitted to you hmm, as the wife, as uh, submitted to you as the husband, you don't come into the home and the now, because you are the boss now, you are the husband. You are the husband man. Mm. You know, where you need to help, the little things you need to do, where you need to come in and help. No, I'm the husband man. The, my, my wife and my, they're my subject. They should do those things. That's the way, that's how, that's that, that a, a way of dashing her hope. You know, when she has submitted to you, so you should also take it off from there to be of help to the woman. Remember, like we said, this is a woman that probably God has, or in her work with, with God, has known where she's going to in life. Maybe a destiny to pursue. How a man should handle it is also to make sure that you help that woman too in pursuing that, in achieving that, that which you know. 
that God has committed in us. Maybe a, 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 maybe a, maybe she has a gift, mm. Mm? a singing gift or whichever whatever gift as a Christian woman. Mm. She's your husband. She's your wife, and she has submitted to you, and she's doing all her best to submit to you. Please help her also. Help her out also in developing that skill which you know she has. So that she can also fulfill her own individual assignment in life. So you don't say because, oh, she has submitted to you and I'm the boss. So everything ends there. No. So you help her out in making sure that the things you know that she has, what you know she has been called to do in life. You help, you make sure you help her out in fulfilling it. At home as an example, like I said, you come into the home. I take myself as an example. And some time ago, we, we didn't have help in the house, no? And I'll come home. Maybe you come home in the late evening, you see your wife haven't done this, haven't done that, trying to, you know, arrange the children, get this done, get that done. Maybe she's also, maybe, maybe you come in and see her trying to attend to the ch- children's uh, homework before they go to sleep and all, and all that. I'll come in, maybe I'll go to the kitchen, you see the plates in the sink. See the plates stacked there in the sink. At times, she would notice that I want to go and watch those places. She said, oh, why not leave this? I said, oh. I said, just hold on. So that's how I'm coming into this mm-hmm. now, in helping out. You as a man, yes, you know, maybe cooking and washing and doing those things, maybe her call, maybe one of her, the call things she needs to do in the house. But at the moment, you are the husband, at the moment, She's not chance. At the moment, she's, she's engaged with so many other things. You help out. So at times, what are you doing some of those things? I move into the kitchen. Maybe before she even finds out, I've, I've done washing those things. Just to help her. Because I know at the end of the day, when she's done with this one, she will still come back having that also to do and other things. So just carry the woman along. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I just want to know. Can you cook? Okay. I have not cooked for a long while. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm not, I've not cooked for a long while. But before I got married... There was a time I was just, it was just me and my, me alone. So I do the manage, I do the, the you, boiling cooking. You things. can cook what you can eat. My brother, <laughs> I can cook my beans and cook my beans very well. Well, I ask, I just want to make sure I have company of those. <laughs> you know, for now, if you ask me to do those cooking things, nah, nah. I, no, I can, I, I can I cook white tea and red oil. I'm boiling water. <laughs> So hundred degrees centigrade. God help us. Um, Pastor, <laughs> how should a, a Christian man handle the weight? Because it's actually weighty from what we are, what we have seen. It's actually weighty from what we have seen. Carry the weight of submission given to him by his wife. All right. Um, I like the fact that you said that it's, it's weighty, and yeah. truly it is. Um, again, now let's go to the Bible, and I'll go to the Bible. I would rather use biblical examples to explain to people because um, the examples where the Bible says these things we are reading for our learning. Yes, the truth is when you go through things, I might not be able to judge why you're going through those things. Mm-hmm. You understand? So even when I even when I see you go through things, I might give it my own judgment, which is not correct. That is why I hardly hu- use human beings. So I would want to stay with the Bible. Okay. Good. And so I'll bring two men from Scripture. The first is um, uh, Achan in 
Joshua chapter 7, verse 25. And we know what happened in Joshua. Um, we know what happened in that book with respect to Achan. Mm. Um, things that he was not supposed to be in custody of. Um, because of him, Israel lost the battle. Yeah. And that tainted the CV of Joshua. The only man that was more than that was a conqueror in the Bible. Joshua would have been added to that list. A conqueror is a man that has never lost a battle. That's what a conqueror is. So you have just one conqueror in the Bible outside Jesus, and that's David. Every other person lost a battle. Joshua would have been added to that list. But because of Achan, spoiled, Achan spoiled the CV of um, Joshua. So Joshua, uh, we can't regard Joshua to be a conqueror because a conqueror, like I said, is a man that has never lost a battle. But look at what happened. I don't want to go into because of time, but we know that Joshua took, the Bible says, an accursed thing. And as a result, they Achan. lost. Uh, sorry, Achan. Achan took an accursed thing, and as a result, they lost the battle at Ai or Ai. Mm. Now, so in Joshua chapter 7, verse 25, the Bible says, and Achan and his household were then stoned and burned. So the Lord turned from his fierceness of his anger. One man brought a curse to his household. I read this list and I said, why did they not just... He was the one who hid those things. Mm. Why did they not just bring him out and stone him to death and burn him? Mm. But the Bible said, Achan and his household. And that's why I fear that if I am leading... If I'm going, if my wife is going to submit to me, that weight you talked about, I must, I want to be conscious of that weight, so that my steps, I will pray continually to God to order my steps, so that I can, you know, give direction, and approve that, that will bring a blessing to my wife and to my children, and pray to God. You know, concerning the things done in the past, that in your mercy, please, let me not be like Achan, who is bringing or who brought judgment to his family. Now, that's the first example. The second example is Ananias and Sapphira. We know that story very well from Acts chapter 5. Mm. That all happened, in fact, when Ananias, Ananias met Peter, um, Peter said, he said to Peter, this is all we sold. This is the whole amount. And we know what happened. He died. And immediately the wife came in. But they had agreed. I see a situation where, of course, we also, I also see, maybe that will be discussed on Sarah's kindred. You know, where, because, okay, maybe I believe you'll get there. I mean, you know, that boundary. At what point should a woman say, no, I'm not going to follow? Because Ananias and Sapphira agreed. Mm. They agreed. So is it that the woman must agree at any, even when she knows that this is going to bring judgment? But I don't want to jump, uh, uh, go ahead of myself. Uh, but you see two, two uh, men now who brought judgment to themselves, right? Mm. And I haven't said that. How should a man show that disrespect? Or how should a man make it, for, make it easy for the woman to submit? Again, I established earlier there is an order. Yeah. Yes. If the man 
is submitting to the one that is above him. Eh? The woman will see and submit. Most times, women don't submit. Christian women now, they don't submit because the guy, that's the husband now, is not submitting to Christ. Remember? Now, and you see, the head in that um, organogram is God. After God is Christ. After Christ is the man. After the man is the wife. Right? But when the man is not submitting to the one who is the head, then most times submission will become difficult. You're going to, you are going to uh, be, you're going to present yourself as an hypocrite. You want submission, but you are not giving submission to, uh, to, to the one who is your head. So sometimes I just think, uh, I just see God wants to frustrate the man, say, when you see her as in the pain, your wife will never submit <laughs> to you. <laughs> you understand? So that you see how it feels. You know, you see how it feels. So, how the man makes it easy, shoulders that responsibility first by him. You know, making effort to submit to the one who is above him. Do, do, I don't know if you understand. Yeah, yeah, making yeah. effort to submit to the one who is above him. When you do that, that's why I said, I'm going to establish every of my whatever, every of my submission from scripture. If you do that, then the woman would would easily submit. Christ would not demand submission if he is not submitting to the Father. He would not demand submission. So we see a clear example of Jesus in Scripture who totally submitted submitted to the Father. If you can go to the cross, what have you not submitted? Mm. You have submitted everything. Mm. So he can demand submission. So the man, the Christian man would make it easy if he is submitting to God. Okay. <clears throat> now, for many Christian women, for many women, and probably Christian women as well, they are afraid of submitting because of abuse. You hinted on it when you talked about where a man will come and say he's a boss and will allow his wife almost walk to death. So he wants to enforce traditional African setting where the woman doesn't go to work in an environment where as he's going to work, the wife is equally going to work. And they both come home tired. That's one part of the abuse. The other abuse is where the man has say, I'm the boss. So the, money in the, so the money in this house, I decide how it is spent. It doesn't get your own people in quotes. I spend it whichever I want. So for that reason, a lot of Christian women are afraid of submitting. My question is, how should a Christian man help in such situation? We'll get into that question after this time, because it's already break time. If you just if you just joined us, you are still listening to Men of David, and today we are looking at the subject matter of shouldering the burden of submission. We are looking at this matter because every Christian woman is expected to submit to his husband, who is a man of David. And as men of David, we have gathered today to look at how should we behave, having been submitted to. How should we handle the, like Brother Felix said, the breakable crate of egg that's been given to us in the form of submission so it doesn't crash. How do we behave in a manner that we don't become a can that will attract destruction to our home? How do we do it? That's the question we're asking today and we hope to find answers to them. Like I said earlier, I'm joined by two guests, Brother Felix Okechiko and Pastor Udo Kimote. When we come back after this break, we'll get into this question I just will look at and all the aspects of this discussion. Please stick around. 
You can join this conversation on social media through at the KW Radio across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can equally join by sending an email to radio at pastor.ng. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Men of David on Kingdom World Radio. Today we are looking at the subject matter of submission and we want to just find out how should a Christian man carry the weight of submission. So, but Felix, you heard what I talked about, the fact that many Christian women and even non-Christian women, they are afraid of submission because of abuse. How should a Christian man behave to resist the temptation to abuse that power? where he feels, I am the boss. I do anything with everybody. You are my subject. I do everything with the money. I decide whether I should go to work or not go to work and all of that. Actually, a Christian man. Yes, resist the temptation to carry out that kind of abuse. What what should he bear in mind so he doesn't abuse that power? Yeah, the the, the Christian man, uh, like Pastor Kemote pointed out earlier, uh, pointing to the fact that there's an order. Hmm? And they, it, it will be easier for the Christian man, for the Christian woman, when she sees the, the husband, the Christian man, also submitting to his own authority, which is Christ. So now the question, sorry, bring up the question again. How should they... Are you going to start answering yeah, all I, I, will of, join, I will continue. I will continue. Okay. How should a Christian man resist the temptation to abuse the amount of power given to him by his submissive wife okay okay back to the question uh, and back to the question how should a christian man resist the temptation of abusing that power given to him by the wife you know when jesus um, before he went to the cross he asked his disciples to the few of his disciples that went went with him to the to the garden Mm. He came out and asked them, why can't you pray with me for an hour? I can't remember exactly how that scripture is quoted uh, now, but the spirit, the spirit there is this, that if you pray, you will not fall into temptation. As in, if you pray. Mm. So, resisting that power, the power lies in prayer. The power lies in you praying to God. Knowing fully where that look, a responsibility, like we pointed out, like we said before, a crate of egg has been given to me. And I have to be careful so as not to crash this egg. A, a friend of mine told me something, we were discussing something the other day about, about women and about, about married men and, and the, the temptations out there. He said he learned something when he, when he was about getting married that, in the marriage class. That they were told that, look, spend all your energy in making your wife attractive, in building up your wife, so that, as in, so that as in, spend the energy you would have spent in trying to resist the temptation out there on your wife, so that her attraction will always be drawing you. I don't know if you are getting me. Yeah. So I'm linking it to this prayer now, to this to this question now. That energy, so that temptation, how to re- resist that temptation? Spend that energy. Spend that time praying, praying for yourself, praying that God will help you.
praying that you get the strength so as not to abuse those abuse those those the submission those submission uh, okay uh, uh, okay was going to how can a christian man resist the temptation to abuse is the uh, the power yielded to him by a submissive wife how can a christian man resist the temptation to abuse the power yielded to him by a submissive wife okay now so let's go back to the bible again and um, if we know a number of ways the church was described uh, <laughs> described as um, the bride of christ right mm -hmm. good now first if you understand um Submission, the submission is powerful. Um, the one who submits is not a weak person. Actually, is a more powerful person. Hmm. Uh, because some people see submission as a, um, the one who submits as a weak person. No, you're not. Jesus, let me just say this. Jesus is not inferior to God. He's not, he's not a lesser version of God. Actually, if you read Philippians chapter 2, the Bible says, though he was equal with God, right? Good, but he still submitted. Now, if you understand the weight on you, hmm? you understand the weight on you, then submission will be easy. So let's take Jesus for example. Um, if Jesus had not submitted, now, of course, the uh, the apex of submission was at the garden, where he said, not my will, but your yours will. be done. Now, what would have happened? Mankind would have been destroyed. Um, right? That redemption plan would have been thwarted just because of that um, decision of not submitting totally. Let's bring it to the man, how the man can make it, uh, how the man uh, would not abuse. abuse. Yes. Now, so that's the recipient of submission. Hmm? Hmm. Good. How would the man not abuse uh, uh, that responsibility? To me, Christianity is practical. That's the truth. Um, Christianity is practical, and if you not abuse it, abuse it in the sense that because abuse could be either um, either of these ways. Number one, Achan. I brought the matter of Achan. That Achan, because of what he did, put his own whole family in a mess. They died because of the act of Achan. Mm -hmm. Then you now see um, uh, we also looked at um, Ananias. You know, if he had just played his role well, you know, maybe the wife would have followed suit, you know. But he decided to lie and the wives do uh, women supporting men or wives supporting husband and they died in the process. So you make it easy. Okay, you don't abuse it by understanding that um, uh, you are you are accountable to God. Now, again, let's go back to the order. The order is that you, even you, you report to somebody. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. So if I'm going to report to somebody, how I use the responsibility given to me is um, um, is is already a weight on me. I don't even understand. Mm. So I. For me, I, I don't love things over my wife. Somebody said, because you're, you know, a man actually told me that if you marry my wife, you will understand that. <laughs> that is, if I marry his wife. I was counseling him. I said, Pastor, you don't understand. 
my wife is so stubborn. My wife, he said, let me just give you my wife for one hour. I said, no, I don't want your wife. He <laughs> said, let me just give my wife for one week. You understand how difficult a woman uh, a woman can be. So he, he told me that God bless me with a good wife. But see, I tried to um, uh, make it easy for, for her to submit. I'm not saying this to impress you. My, my wife understands submission 100%. I'm not saying it to impress you. Well, she she does. First, she, she's a Christian. Uh, I think she's a thorough Christian. You understand? So um, there are times you even okay, you you take a decision um, that maybe doesn't go well with her. I've you know sometimes people pray at night and you just believe like you are sleeping, whereas your matter they are taking to God <laughs> and you are hearing the prayers. And the truth is, like um, uh, what's his name now? Abraham, when he refused. Uh, you know, that to let, the, to let uh, the, Hagar uh, let Hagar go. You know, the Lord had to appear to him and say, "Listen to your wife." So, why should why should you not abuse submission? You have somebody you are submitting to. Do you understand? Then you are not. Um, that's why if you see that script, go back, if you go back to that Ephesians chapter five again, first of all, said, "Submit to one another." Is that first understanding that you have to submit to one another? Then, you, do you think as a husband you're always correct? No, <laughs> you don't know everything. Good. So, there are times that you just understand that this my decision on this matter, I might be wrong. And your wife is presenting a superior uh, perspective to that matter. Do you understand? Now, good. So, in that case, you know what a lot of men do, especially Christian men? I'm the man. Everybody will die. And God will welcome everybody home. Do you understand? But mm. so that everybody, so that everybody will not die, in that sense, do you understand? So that everybody will not perish mm. because you are trying to stand your ground that I'm a man. You will have to. You will have to swallow your pride. Yes, and go with that. Now, please also note that when God, the the when God wants to. Um, how do I put it now? The reporting line is this. You are the one who reports to God, not your wife. But So for the fact that you took her suggestion doesn't mean that God will still not ask you, Adam, where's your wife? I, I don't know if you understand. Mm. Uh, so that doesn't mean God will still not ask you that. Listen, in adding to this question, okay. uh, in adding to this question, on how you as a man, what you need to do as in to, to to prevent yourself from abusing from, from abusing your wife, I think let's take it from from the from the from the creation from the from the Garden of Eden, where God gave the man handed over the garden over to the man and say keep it and guard it. So I think like I think first of all praying about it, praying you as a man praying for grace and the strength. Secondly, also taking it the way that garden was given to the man. See it as a responsibility that must not fail. Like on the man on that Adam's case, if Adam continually gave attention to God's word, taking instruction, because God said, "Do not do not do this, do not eat of this tree." In this same, in this in this one now, the man taking it as, "I have an instruction from God, I must not abuse my wife." The way you will confess, "I love my wife as Christ loved the church," you confess to yourself, "I must not abuse my wife." 
then you keep listening to God's word. You keep giving attention to God's word because it's, it's the spirit you drink from the word that will eventually help you in not abusing your wife. Okay, Pastor Kim, I have a question. We saw from the scripture, the Bible says, do not lord it over. Yes. And then, at least we understand that from the scripture that a husband also will lord it over his wife. Where do we strike a balance between man of David, do not lord it over your wife, and avoiding being tossed to and fro by a wife, either because she has PhD, or because she has money, or because her parents are very rich, or because she come across as being superior, as in being more intelligent. How do we strike a balance? Okay, so let's define the word lording it over people. What does it mean to lord it over people? Or lord a matter uh, over another. Yes. You know, um, I, that, that, must be, that must be defined first. Okay. You define that. I, I know. I'm not a person. I'm, I'm <laughs> my job is to ask questions. <laughs> let's, let's get it from a simpler translation. That's, uh, that's where now. I think that's First Peter chapter 1, 5 verse 3. Let me just see. But was he already talking about wives there? First Peter 5 3. Okay. Was he talking about wives there? Jesus was just addressing the mm-hmm. He wasn't talking about why. So that no, scripture was talking about uh, shepherd and sheep relationship. That first Peter, you can check it. So maybe you rephrase your question. Or if you want us to answer in that light. Look at verse 2. It says, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you would get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. Okay, well, what, what I mean in this sense of not lording it over or lording it over is where a man just backs down instruction and tells you you have to do it whether you like it or not. Okay, so rephrase your question. So, so my question editing, is this. Editing will be easy. Okay. Um, we saw from the scripture that as a leader, mm. in this case, a, a man leading a home, he's not supposed to lord it over his wife okay. and children as if they are his subjects. So my question is, where do we strike a balance between do not lord it over them in this in this case, meaning do not force down instruction, direction that you do it or somebody will die or something like that. How mm. do you strike a balance between that and allowing yourself being taught to and fro. Some men insist on that because they are responsible to God. So they say, do this, this is what I understand to be right, or nothing. Why others do it as a result of ego? Yes. So how do we, I, I'm concerned about the man who, I, I'm concerned that the man of David does not, why try not to lord it over, end up being tossed to and fro by his wife. Anything they just say, let peace reign in this house, or yeah, let's do what Madam says. Okay, I, I learned, I learned um, a couple of years ago that there's a difference between peacekeeping and peacemaking. <laughs> Tell us. Okay. <laughs> now, um, Christians don't keep peace. We make peace. The world keeps peace. Like UN. Uh, like uh, United Nations. So you hear scriptures like Blessed are the peacemakers, not peacekeepers. <laughs> when you want to keep peace, you're going to sweep a lot of things under the carpet. When you want to make peace, 
everything comes to life and we address issues and we stand on the path of truth. When people tend to keep peace, it is because of what they want to gain, not in the interest of truth, but the interest of what they are to gain in that matter. So they can side with the wrong party because they have an interest there. Hmm. I don't know if you understand. Yes, so there is a difference between keeping peace and making peace. The husband must not be a peacemaker. A peacekeeper. He must be a peacemaker. He must be on the side of truth. So even if, because like I said earlier in my earlier submission, that it, it is you God will ask, where is, where are you? Now when he's asking where are you, he's still asking the same thing. Where is your wife? I don't know if you understand. Mm. Because it was both of you that I kept in the garden. Now, so if I know that something is right, is the truth, I don't know if you understand. Mm. If I know that something is the truth, there's nothing for the interest of peace. I will stand on that thing. Because ultimately, it's me. For Christ's sake, I am the one that shoulders the... The, 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 I'm the one who carries the body. Hmm. The responsibility is on me. I'm the one who is leading here. I, I, I don't even understand. Yes. So I will stand my ground to make sure that this truth is followed. Now we're talking of truth. Of course, there are minor things that are not, um, let me use the word sin unto death. You know, <laughs> there are minor things yeah, that yeah. are good. But, you know, when it comes to taking some very uh, uh, some very weighty decisions I stand my ground you not go cry, nobody will die it's not a matter of life and death I don't even understand, yes, it's not a matter of life and death, so if you bring something to the house that is Ill illegal I should stand my ground and say get it out of my house I don't know if you understand. Yes, so whether we're, we're so, so that the man would not be seen as a tyrant, you better see the man as a tyrant if he's standing his ground, if he's standing on this path of truth. Do you understand? Yes. But when a man is not doing something for the sake of ego, then there is a problem there. But if he's, I'm standing because this is the truth, eh? mm. then he should stand his ground. In the long run, Everybody will be happy that he stood his ground. Please, let me just add to it. One minute. Let me add, add into that question. Yes. In, in making and in for, for, for making it such that it, you will not be you will not be loading it over to your yes. wife, and then I you see, will not be tossed to and fro. And I, I see it. I see it in the case of taking an animal to the water, an animal that you've not trained to drink from, as in you, you've not trained to take to, to drink water from from the stream. Hmm. Taking the animal there and forcing it, forcing that animal to drink the water. So what I'm trying to say is this: for it to be easier for your wife to take instructions from you, to submit to you, I'm saying that you first subject your wife, as in make sure that your wife expose your wife to the teachings of the Word of God. Let her drink the Spirit of God the same way you are drinking the Spirit of God. Hmm. If you are not, then you should be doing that too. Expose your wife to the word of God. Is that same spirit that will make you, that will make her see reason to your instructions? Then, like Apostle, uh, Apostle Kemote said, when it now comes to a point where 
you have to put your feet down in a weightier matter of the law. You put your feet down and say, look, this has to be done. Because at the end of the day, when God comes, God is going to ask you the man, where is the woman I gave to you? Or why is this like this in the home that I've committed into your hands? Okay. I know a woman, in fact, let me not make it happen. It's a good situation. Before I got married, somebody advised. The person didn't give an explicit advice. He told us a story about a woman who submitted to her husband and then gave all her salary and the man used the salary to go and follow other women and mm. then the family is stranded and all that. He said it to just answer the question of should husband and wife put money together as a family? Say everybody should do their own part and should know that it's your job actually to do every money thing in this house. That if the woman can support you, that's okay. Now for that kind of experience of that woman, many women can submit some and leave all that. Mm. Now I'm wondering if a Christian man this if a Christian woman decides to submit everything, including her money, how should the Christian man handle that money in a way it does not become abuse? Alright, so I've handled a case like this before. Why counseling? Tell us more. Okay, so when you see first of all, uh, what you're trying to bring out is, is there a partial is there a partial submission and total submission? Yes. Uh, you know, we only to you, you see uh, uh, posters of total submission to the will of God. <laughs> <laughs> that now, oh, when the man don't die or when the person <laughs> don't die. However, submission has to be total. Uh, but uh, but you see, you handle these issues as you hear them. You know, when you hear each individual, you know which scripture to apply. So I've counseled somebody in that regard where um, the man is um, is a drunk. Um, he also cheats. So before they were bringing, they, they were putting their finances together. But of course, the man takes everything. And so I said to the woman, no, you're not going to do that again. You understand? Because you're actually dealing with an irresponsible man. So in that case, um, when you have money, or she earns a salary, you will do what you need to do in the house. You have children to take care of. Uh, you, you know the story of um, Abigail and David? Yeah. And uh, what was the name of the husband? Uh, Neba. Neba, yeah. Yes, Neba. Is it Neba or Neba? Neba. I can't remember. Neba. Neba. Okay. Yes, so um, the scripture said the man acted foolishly. And Abigail went to intervene. And Abigail went to intercede, do you understand, mm. her, on behalf of the husband. Yeah. Now, if Abigail had not done that, trust me, David would have killed that guy. But Abigail, in her wisdom, said, as his name is, so he is he's a foolish man, and he has acted like his name. So, um, in this case, now that I said, you have to deal with this in case by case. In this case, um, when it comes to finance, the man, uh, the woman must apply. She, she, that is, she must not. She's not under obli- every. Any, uh, she's not under any obligation to submit totally her finances to this man because the man will squander it. I've also heard of cases where the man sleeps out and all that, and he wants to sleep with the wife. Of course, in this uh, trans, uh, we have uh, uh, infections everywhere, diseases everywhere. You want to, you know, infect that woman, and then the woman, the man keeps saying. Uh, uh, your body is my your body is my own. Is it not and, correct? I know I know that. Yes, scripturally is correct, but on principle, um, 
if it's your daughter, what will you do? Please, now, let's treat this case. <laughs> let's, let's take I'm this. I'm confused. Let's take this case now, as an extreme in, case. In, in, in the in the. No, it's a, it's First, let, let's because actually, when you finish these thoughts, you will now talk to the man. How should the man behave about the money that has been handed over? Sometimes to him? I I just think these men are not Christians. That's the truth. I just think they are not Christians. And that's why, some of them are and that, and that's why I say let's, let's treat this case as an extreme case. Some of them are Dickens in church. Right? Leave Dickens. That not title. <laughs> leave Dickens. Leave that. Leave all those titles. But like my brother said, that's an extreme case. Let's, yes, let's, because let's talk to Christian, normal human beings. We are, here we are, discussing, <laughs> we, are, we are discussing Christian marriage. <laughs> we are discussing Christian marriage. Good. And when we are discussing Christian marriage, sorry to cut in, when we are discussing Christian marriage, I think actually, anyway, like I said, it's an extreme case. Because in a Christian marriage, if a woman can share his body, her body, her body, sorry, with her husband, if you are not sharing your money with your husband, you can be likened to a prostitute out there that only shares her body with the customers and not her money. No, but in that's the, what I'm in, saying. No, but in the case in a, where in, that, a typical, in a Christian marriage, no, we're not saying she's not sharing the money. Eh? Before they have a common purse, do you understand? They have a common purse mm. where um, now I've also seen crazy family setup where <laughs> the man is the one paying school fees, the woman is the one paying rent, the man is the one buying yam, the woman is the one paying EDC. That's a crazy family setup. <laughs> That's like, no, I've seen it. They I say, they say it works for them. They say, do what works for you. Good. If it works for them, to me, I don't see it as ideal anyway. Is he unchristian? Well, but there's it, no, there's no, there's no law to that. Okay, down okay, down okay, okay. There's no law to that. But, do you understand? Okay. There's no law. So uh, these are gray areas that we can't say is Christian or Christian. But sometimes you just hear some things and you laugh. <laughs> I've heard you, you want say, "Na me, say pastor, na me they pay school fees, na the parents." He say, "No go parent again." So you <laughs> see, there's disagreement. So he say, "No go." You know, so, which, so, so, something is out of order. Uh-huh. So a, a situation where this woman, this man. Is known to be is a known womanizer, you know, and the woman is insisting. I'm not saying you're not going to sleep with me, but because you sleep with other women, you have to use condom. The man says I lie. Then in that case, you know, you can't say the woman is not uh, is not submitting. You, the man is making it difficult for that woman to submit. So you know that we are work in progress as Christians. Nobody is perfect yet. So it's possible there are Christian men. Who have some of these attributes? How should a Christian man handle money given to him or submitted to him by his wife? How should a Christian man handle yes. the resources? The, the resources, yes, in the family. You, you said these people are not really real Christians. So, what is the correct way a Christian should behave so that that non-real Christian can let the correct way to go? The Christian, the way you should behave is the way Christ behaved. Do you understand? And I, I want to go back to what my brother Felix said earlier. I think, you know, as we learn Christ, Paul said you have not so learned Christ. As we learn Christ, uh, we put all these things, we tend to amend our ways. You know, if, see, as I'm here now, this, um, now this is July, right? Mm. This is July. September is coming. I'm already thinking of, I'm going to pay school fees. I'm already making adjustments to my spendings. That's a responsibility. Mm. I don't know if you understand. So we're making adjustment together with my wife. Now we do things in common, and I think that helps. Do you understand? Mm. So if you understand responsibility, except you are a total, 
totally irresponsible human being. But if you are responsible, the matter of finance should be, you know, um, when it comes to the matter of finance, I think you and your wife should be on the same page. <laughs> be on the same page. I, do, I think I tell you. Do you understand? With, if on the matter of finance, it. otherwise you're going to have you're going to have issues. There are times you want to start a building project, or your wife is saying, "Let's start a building project." You give her reasons why this project, why we can't start this project now. Okay. First, two cannot two cannot work together yes, except they, they agree. Yeah. So let's establish that. Yes, be on the same page, like you said. I totally agree with that. Carry your wife along, like you ask the question. If the money, if the if the wife gives the husband the money, the wife should know where the money is going into, what the money, what, what the money is being used for. Like if you are carrying your your wife along, you know your husband, your family expenditures. You know what you, you what what you spend on this at the end of the month. You spend on that at the end of the month. You spend on the other one at, at the end of the month. And your, your wife's money comes into it together with your money. Your wife should know, oh, this money, this one will go for this. This one, you go for this. You as the man, you are the man that the money comes into. Sit down with your wife. Make plan, carry her along in the planning so that she sees where this money is going into. That is the way I'm seeing it. There are other things we can still talk about this, but that's why we always come back together to talk about all that. So... When we sit down, we'll look at other areas, and then in subsequent episodes of Men of David, we'll take a look at it. Thank you very much, Brother Felix Okechuku, for being our guest today on Men of David. Thank you. Pastor Kemuthi, we appreciate your time here. Always a pleasure. And this is how we draw the curtain on this week's edition of Men of David, reaching you from the studios of Kingdom World Radio. Um, we continue this conversation on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's at the KW Radio. When you're giving your contribution, please use the hashtag Men of David to help you track your contribution. Until we bring you another exciting episode of Men of David, I want to end with this statement from Pastor Banky's book, Great Faith Can Be Yours. He said, A wife is a companion by covenant. She's not your inferior in any way, but a joint heir with you, equal in every degree. She's not subordinate because of inferiority but because of the need to have the proper flow of power in the home. If I want to use Pastor Kermit's word today, proper flow of order in the home. Her role is that of a second in command. Before, before God, her position is just as important as yours. And her personality is as unique as yours. Her reward will be determined by how well she fulfills her function. While yours, as the man of David, I'm adding this one, will also be determined by how well you fulfill yours. You are not, as a man, continually better than her at all. May God be with you.